way through the long unmown grass or circling with monotonous insistence round the dusty gilt horns of the straggling woodbine seemed to make the stillness more oppressive the dim roar of london was like the borden note of a distant organ in the centre of the room clamped to an upright easel stood the full-length portrait of a young man of extraordinary personal beauty and in front of it some little distance away was sitting the artist himself basil hallward whose sudden disappearance some years ago caused at the time such public excitement, and gave rise to so many strange conjectures. As the painter looked at the gracious and comely form he had so skilfully mirrored in his art, a smile of pleasure passed across his face and seemed about to linger there. But he suddenly started up and, closing his eyes, placed his fingers upon the lids as though he sought to imprison within his brain some curious dream from which he feared he might awake. "'It is your best work, Basil. "'The best thing you've ever done,' said Lord Henry languidly. "'You must certainly send it next year to the Grosvenor. "'The Academy is too large and too vulgar. "'Whenever I have gone there, there have been either so many people "'that I have not been able to see the pictures, which was dreadful, "'or so many pictures that I have not been able to see the people, which was worse. "'The Grosvenor is really the only place.' "'I don't think I shall send it anywhere.' he answered, tossing his head back in that odd way that used to make his friends laugh at him at Oxford. "'No, I won't send it anywhere.' Lord Henry elevated his eyebrows and looked at him in amazement through the thin blue wreaths of smoke that curled up in such fanciful whirls from his heavy opium-tainted cigarette. "'Not send it anywhere? My dear fellow, why? Have you any reason? What odd chaps you painters are! You do anything in the world to gain a reputation.' "'As soon as you have one, you seem to want to throw it away. "'It is silly of you, for there is only one thing in the world worse than being talked about, "'and that is not being talked about. "'A portrait like this would set you far above all the young men in England "'and make the old men quite jealous, if old men are ever capable of any emotion.' "'I know you will laugh at me,' he replied, "'but I really can't exhibit it. "'I have put too much of myself into it.' "'Lord Henry stretched himself out on the divan and laughed. "'Yes, I knew you would, but it is quite true, all the same. "'Too much of yourself in it. "'Upon my word, Basil, I didn't know you were so vain. "'I really can't see any resemblance between you, "'with your rugged, strong face and your coal-black hair, "'and this young Adonis, who looks as if he was made out of ivory and rose leaves. "'Why, my dear Basil, he is a Narcissus, and you—' "'Well, of course you have an intellectual expression, and all that. "'But beauty, real beauty, ends where an intellectual expression begins. "'Intellect is in itself a mode of exaggeration, and destroys the harmony of any face. "'The moment one sits down to think, one becomes all nose, or all forehead, or something horrid. "'Look at the successful men in any of the learned professions. "'How perfectly hideous they are!' "'except, of course, in the church. "'But then in the church they don't think. "'A bishop keeps on saying at the age of eighty "'what he was told to say when he was a boy of eighteen, "'and as a natural consequence he always looks absolutely delightful. "'Your mysterious young friend, whose name you have never told me, "'but whose picture really fascinates me, never thinks. "'I feel quite sure of that.' "'He is some brainless, beautiful creature "'who should be always here in winter "'when we have no flowers to look at, "'and always here in summer "'when we want something to chill our intelligence. 
Don't flatter yourself, Basil. You are not in the least like him. You don't understand me, Harry, answered the artist. Of course I am not like him. I know that perfectly well. Indeed, I shall be sorry to look like him. You shrug your shoulders? I am telling you the truth. There is a fatality about all physical and intellectual distinction, the sort of fatality that seems to dog through history the faltering steps of kings. It is better not to be different from one's fellows. The ugly and the stupid have the best of it in this world. They can sit at their ease and gape at the play. If they know nothing of victory, they are at least spared the knowledge of defeat. And they live as we all should live, undisturbed, indifferent, and without disquiet. They neither bring ruin upon others, nor ever receive it from alien hands. Your rank and wealth, Harry, my brains, such as they are, my art, whatever it may be worth, Dorian Gray's good looks.